That brings the time now to 16.39. As usual on a Friday, it's Sports Talk with the gentleman uh, on the line, uh, MK and Triple B, Marumu Kakana and Bra- Big Brad Brown. Very, very good afternoon to you, gentlemen. <laughs> good afternoon to you guys, too. <laughs> good afternoon. Good afternoon, Elvis President. That sounded like a nice song there, man. I thought you were going to go on and on. <laughs> well, let's start off with that, with, with a very good song for the Proteas, uh, Brad. Proteas is finally doing it the SA way, they say. Yeah, bring the whole team to the press conference uh, I'm, I'm actually flabbergasted Elvis I mean obviously the charges are serious we've seen the footage and, and, and uh, the skipper has played guilty but gee I, I just I don't know if that was the right thing getting the whole team to a press conference deny everything uh, and let's see what happens you, you almost wanted to play out and, and then make a statement yeah, we, we'll have to wait and see what happens on this one well th- did he tamper the ball Marumo or did the ball tamper him I'm not sure <laughs> <laughs> We're not quite uh, quite sure what happened there, but there was a tempering of um, whether the ball or the man. But look, Brett, other than that, if we look at how the team has been performing, I mean, uh, on that tour out in, uh, in in Australia, the boys have been doing well, more especially with the ball in hand. Yeah, absolutely, they have, Maruma, and I think that's why these charges are, are being taken so seriously, and, and a lot of people saying it's just Australian being sour grapes because they tune all down in the series, but I think it's important to note that Australia didn't lay the complaint. This has come directly from the International Cricket Council. So so that's where these charges have stemmed from. But you're spot on. Uh, the pro tiers have been sublime. Other than that first day of the opening test in Perth, it's been one-way traffic and it's been clinical one-way traffic. They've they've really played well. And looking at the, 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 the third day of, of the, the last test where in the afternoon session we struggled a little bit. They came back the next morning. They got the ball on the right. Exactly. They knew exactly what they had to do. And, and they wrapped things up. So uh, I'm pretty excited to see how, how this is going to end under lights. In, in, in the third test and, and hopefully it's another series whitewash for the Proteas. But it's another pink um, ball I think they're going to use this time around. To, when, are, when are they playing that game with the pink ball, Brad? It, it gets underway on the 25th, Elvis. Mm-hmm. So uh, just just on a week to, to, to that one starting. And it's the first day in our test that the Proteas are going to be involved in. They have played two warm-up games prior to the series starting uh, with the pink ball. They're playing another warm-up game tomorrow with it under lights as well. So they're trying to get used to it. Uh, there is a lot of talk that the ball moves around especially as it starts getting dark. So it's convincing to see how, how that one does pan out. Marumo? Mm. Look, um, you know, I'm actually reading a book by Graham Smith called The Diary's Kept, uh, the Captain's Diary. Um, he's talking about that tour to, to India, Pakistan, and in 2008 where they ended up winning the first ever test, uh, test cricket match against Australia in Australia. So it looks like this time around the boys will do it in a fashion because everyone is talking about a whitewash that looked highly uh, highly achievable um, given the fact that, I mean, you look at the Australian team, you can tell that even their body language it kind of gives it in that i mean we, we, we gave it our best but on the day south africa came to the party and proved it to be a team to beat yeah australian cricket in deep trouble the last team to whitewash them at home the mighty west indies in the 1980s who can forget that team and you believe it yes that was a long time ago soccer maruma what's happening this weekend of course, it's a big one this weekend, um, um, Mr. Elvis. You'll remember that uh, Sundowns will be playing against the Kaiser Chiefs. Sundowns, of course, will be displaying that ever-talked-about star. I mean, they uh, they confirmed on their social media pages that um, come tomorrow, they'll be wearing that star when they go play up against the Kaiser Chiefs. Earlier on, their coach was quoted as saying that, I mean, how do you then encourage the players um, to play Kaiser Chiefs knowing that come next year, they'll be playing at their club World Cup out in Brazil. So that, that on its own, it kind of uh, throws some shade to Kaiser Chiefs, Brad. Yeah, absolutely it does. And, <laughs> and I think it's going to be a good game, though, Maruma. 
I think I think Chiefs have got a point to prove, and I think every team who comes up against Sundowns now have have, have got a point to prove. They want to beat the African champions, so I think Sundowns are going to have a tough task this season. They're playing catch-up. It's always difficult to be behind the, the curveball, even though they've got games in hand. Like Kama Biliat said yesterday, those points are not in the bank. They still have to go out and win those games. So we saw what happened with Pirates last season when they were playing catch-up. They struggled, particularly in the, the second half of the season. Let's see how the Brazilians go this uh, this this part of the year and, and early next year. And then, of course, we still speaking got the... Kama Biliat, um, <laughs> speaking of Kama Biliat, uh, of course, um, Tegan Dolly. Um, you know, um, Kama Biliat, Tegan Dolly, and, um, and, and the other guy that completes the CBD, um, Castro. <laughs> Castro is actually bad for sundowns, and he has been out of action for quite a while. Now we'll see the CBD back in action. And the bread, I hope you'll be sitting tight, yeah. because I know you have a soft spot from the boys from uh, uh, south of Johannesburg here. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, it's going to be hard work. I think it's going to be a good game and a great, a great way to get the sort of domestic league back underway after the international yeah. after the international break. Yeah, and then finally, of course, the box also playing this weekend. <laughs> Can we watch, Brad? Do we have to talk about it, Alphys? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm very disappointed if I have to be brutally honest. Uh, I think Alistair Katsia is under serious, serious pressure, uh, particularly mm. after last weekend's performance against England. A lot of people were expecting wholesale changes, and I think this was the opportunity for him to really throw out a backline that, I don't want to say an experimental backline, he's got great players on tour, but he just does not seem to be rewarding players who are on form. He's got players who have been sitting mm-hmm. on the bench uh, and, and in the sort of back room that have played superb rugby this year and they're just not getting an opportunity. And, and I'm afraid, I think we're in for more of the same tomorrow. It is Italy. We should win. But, gee, stranger things have happened in Bok rugby in recent times. Yeah, well. Je- no, look, I, I definitely agree with you, Brett. But, I mean, when it comes to selection, this is where Alistair Kotia seems to be struggling a bit. Of course, um, the, the, uh, Brian Haban is also making a return to the team. But as to whether or not he'll influence the team positively, I guess we'll wait and see. Yeah. Well, gentlemen, that's where we got to leave it. Thank you so much for your time. That was the Triple B and MK, Marumo Kukana and Big Brad Brown. He'll be back a little bit later with your sports news. Right now, our best conversations are the ones we have with you. Call us on 0891-104-209. Tweet at SAFM Radio or SMS 34701. SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. On our talking point today, the Western Cape government says it has taken urgent action against uh, or after they've conducted visits to farms in the Cape Winelands. The farms in question are mentioned in that documentary by a Swedish filmmaker alleging poor working and living conditions on some farms. Western Cape Minister of Economic Opportunities, Alan Windy, today admitted that the visits to the farms gave clear evidence that there are still farm employees who receive poor treatment. He says some of the interventions will include joint information sessions with the Department of Labor and Agri Western Cape around health and safety training. All parties have also undertaken to share information pertaining to issues on the wine farms in future. In the talking point question we're asking you today, is this action to have this joint information sessions, is that enough really to stop worker abuse on farms in the Cape Winelands? And what about the top system? Is that still ongoing? That's a question to you. Let me know what's on your mind on that number, 891 You can call me right now, SMS us on 34701, like us on the Facebook page, and send us a tweet. On the Facebook page, Fani Mashlangu says, Not enough. Alone, the farm owners need a special program to train them how to treat people as their valuable assets and involve them in decision-making since they are generating money for these farm owners.
Tendani Sabara says it's enough, but more still needs to be done with workshopping these farmers as to how to not exploit and underpay the farm employees. The government, through the relevant department, must uh, uh, do it. Uh, that this must make sure that this is implemented, says Tendani. On the Twitter handle, Isaac uh, says that uh, the situation on the farms had only changed to the worst. The farmers can feed you to lions or bury you alive. These are some of the comments coming through. I'd like to get your call on that number, 891 You can call me right away. On the SMS line, uh, this one uh, says, uh, from uh, Nikki Mitchell, uh, says, only farmers' heart and mercy will speak, so I foresee no change. This is not the first case in the Western Cape. Now, that question is very relevant uh, in terms of the abuse of farm workers on these farms and how they're being treated. And I also asked the question about the DOP system. Is that still continuing? And if it does, why is that still in place? Let me know on that number, 891 uh, on the question that we posed to you today. Is this action to have joint information sessions enough to stop the worker abuse on farms in the Cape Winelands? This after that film uh, where the, uh, uh, that was exposed, where, where they exposed the, uh, uh, the alleged poor working conditions uh, and living conditions of the workers on the farms. Now, remember also together with that, uh, there's uh, the wine, South African wine that's going to be pulled from some of the racks uh, in uh, the Swedish countries uh, and Sweden as uh, well as uh, some of the other countries around it, we believe. Western Cape Minister of Economic Opportunities, Alan Windy, will speak to us just after 5 o'clock to give some clarity as to what they mean uh, when they say that some of the farm workers um, are being, as they're, 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 there is rather clear evidence that they are still farm employees who receive poor treatment and also uh, whether this joint information sessions with the Department of Labor and Agri Western Cape around the health and safety training will assist in making sure that this does not happen. Well, 